Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Believe it or not, we're coming up on a year now of pandemic restrictions, lockdowns. So many people have been affected, so many industries have been affected in so many different ways. It's been a difficult time for the restaurant hospitality industries in particular, but one big driver of the regional economy in the Pittsburgh area, and I don't think we necessarily realize it, that it is such a big driver, are the arts and performing spaces in particular have been really uh, impacted here in McKeesport. The McKeesport Little Theater, for instance, has had a few virtual online programs, but they can't have people in person right now. On the line with us is Mitch Swain. He's CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. He has been CEO since 2006. We're going to talk about how the pandemic has affected the arts and also, in general, what the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council does. Uh, Good morning, Mitch. Good morning. Thank you for taking some time to uh, talk with us today. Well, and thank you for having me. You, you, you're in touch with a, more than 100 different arts organizations, I think, in western Pennsylvania. How has this pandemic been affecting them? Well, it, it has effectively shut us down. Um, yeah. you know, our, you know, our, especially our performing arts organizations, uh, they all require people to come to theaters and to venues. And you know, with the current restrictions and, and the you know, current uh, safety and health concerns, uh, you know, we can't hold events. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it, you know, it affects us differently depending upon the size of our organization and the kind of programming that we do. Uh, and, you know, right now um, uh, museums, you know, uh, some of our cultural organizations are, are able to be open and in a few galleries, and, uh, and people seem to view those as, uh, as a safe place uh, to, uh, uh, to kind of get away from, the, you know, from their homes and, mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, the, the day-to-day but uh, performing arts organizations have moved to you know viral programming, and some people uh, enjoy that, and, and others are, are simply just kind of waiting until you know, we're able to come back. So it, it, it has really affected us uh, in, in terms of, uh, particularly from a standpoint of earned income. You yeah. know, art, arts and cultural organizations, you know, particularly performing arts, just really rely on ticket sales, you know, so much you know for uh, for their work and and. Those are virtually non-existent. I, uh, you mentioned art galleries and museums. I know Chatham University, for instance, they, they have an exhibit that I think just wrapped up on uh, motherhood and images of motherhood in the arts. Uh, but it was by appointment only, right? They were only allowing so many people through at a time. And that's a little bit easier to control than going to a concert, whether that is at a small venue or, you know, Heinz Hall or the Benetton Center. Um, where where it, we have learned, you mentioned viral performances. It's one of the places, unfortunately, that this darn coronavirus se- seems to be specifically spread is through singing and through vocal per- performances. We've we've heard some horror stories about uh, church choirs, for instance, that that have been affected. Uh, how big of an economic role do the arts play in, in the Western Pennsylvania area? Well, you know, but before. This hit, and it's hard to believe that that's almost a year ago. But mm-hmm. before this hit, you know, we were, you know, we had done an economic impact study, you know, the arts just a couple of years ago, and, you know, and 
throughout Allegheny County, the total economic impact of the arts is over you know two billion dollars, two point three eight billion dollars. And you know, just to make that a little bit more concrete, that includes um, you know thirty two thousand uh, plus jobs. Uh, not only jobs within these organizations, but jobs that are supported by the expenditures uh, and, and the, the you know the, the spending you know that the, that our organizations uh, create. Um, we create 641 million dollars in household income, and we retur- we're a really good return on investment, uh, particularly for state and federal tax dollars. Uh, we return 115 million dollars, you know, in local and state tax revenues. So. Uh, you know, there's, there, there, it, it, we are an economic driver. We have, we have more arts here, you know, for our residents in, in the Pittsburgh region than you typically find mm-hmm. uh, in, in other cities our size. We punch way above our weights along inside of, you know, much larger cities. And, um, uh, you know, that has, uh, that has largely come to a grinding halt. Mitch Swain is CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. Mitch, can you give us your website address for people to get more information? Sure. You can uh, find us at pittsburghartscouncil.org, and council is spelled Mm -hmm. C-O-U-N-C-I-L. Another good website uh, that that we host to uh, inform people of of events and things like that are uh, both things that you can attend and go to uh, as well as uh, things that uh, you can find online uh, is an events website that we host called artsburg.org, just like it sounds. Artsburg.org. Okay, Mitch Swain is our guest this morning. So I wonder if it's easier to say what's open, quicker to say what's open than what's closed. What What is still open? You mentioned art galleries and museums have, have reopened, for instance. Yeah, the, you know, the, the Carnegie Museums are open. The Heinz History Center is open. Uh, you know, when I say the Carnegie Museums, you know, it, it includes the Natural History Museum, the, um, the Art Museum, the uh, Science Center, and, and certainly the Warhol Museum. Um, the mattress factory is open. The Westmoreland Museum is open, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, and there are uh, other assorted galleries uh, that are open. and And you can find information on that artsburg.org website uh, about other kinds of things that are open, the kinds of programming that they're offering, and also information about the. Uh, uh, safety precautions uh, that are being taken by those organizations. I, I think in the t- two communities where the two radio stations are open that we're on, uh, McKeesport and Braddock, the Braddock uh, Battlefield History Center is open, the McKeesport uh, Regional Heritage Center is open. So there are some things to do, but the Cultural District, for instance, which brings so many world-class performances to town, both from the Civic Light Opera and the Pittsburgh Symphony, but also touring companies, was closed most of last year. What's the word on the, the cultural district in, in downtown Pittsburgh? Well, you know, our, our cultural district brings over 2 million people to the downtown every year. And, um, and I, I happen to have our, our, our offices in the cultural district, and, and I'm, I'm the only one that comes to our office now. Everybody else is working at home, so yeah. I've, I've been able to see it firsthand. And, you know, there are, there are some signs of life here. There are a lot of people that... that uh, live, you know, down here, and, and some people that are, are are still going to work. Um, it's been really difficult, you know, through the winter months, you know, for any kind of, uh, you know, outdoor, you know, programming yeah. to occur. Um, there has been some uh, art exhibitions that have, have been placed in uh, in windows, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only in the cultural district but in in, in other places uh, of our downtown through the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership. Um, you know, some pop up windows yep. and things like that that you know people can get out and see. Um, but uh, you know the the you know the Benetton Center and, and uh, Heinz Hall and 
the O'Reilly Theater you know, have, have basically had to uh, to close up and and, um, and and move to you know online programming. Some of which has really been very interesting. I, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Symphony has has been doing a series um, where they you know their last performance was in, air, in an airplane hangar, uh, and they were all. Uh, safe and socially distanced, and uh, I understand that that uh, program's been really well received. Um, and, and the cultural district is is very hopeful, you know, that uh, that they'll be able to start to do things, uh, particularly outside in yeah. the summer. Um, the uh, uh, organizations, uh, with the help of the Pittsburgh Ballet, have uh, been able to uh, secure an outdoor you know performance space uh, you know, that organizations will be performing on. And uh, we're all keeping our fingers crossed yeah. that you know we can start to do some things. Uh, indoors, uh, maybe in the fall. Yeah, I was downtown uh, on business uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was on Penn Avenue, actually, and it was a little bit spooky because um, the posters were still up on Heinz Hall and the Benetton Center in the, the gallery window, or the showcases that they have on the side there, saying what shows were going to be there in 2020. Uh, Book of Mormon, I think, for instance, was one of the, and I think Mama Mia, and I forget what all touring shows were, were going to be at, at some of these venues. And, of course, none of them happened. It was a, it's, a, it's a little bit spooky on Penn Avenue these days, which is usually a whirl with activity, Penn and Liberty. Yes, that's true. Um, you know, it, it's almost like when, when you walk by, and I, I walk by the Benetton Center every day um, you know, for the longest time, uh, up until just like a few days ago, it was kind of like time stopped. And yeah. You still, you still saw those show posters yeah. were scheduled for March and April, and, and it was kind of spooky. Um, uh, unfortunately, we missed some great shows, uh, and hopefully those will be rescheduled. But, uh, you know, there, there is a, a new exhibition that's on the, um, uh, on the Benetton Center. I have not walked by Heinz Hall in the last few days, so I don't know if it's there, too. Uh, but it, it's in, in a number of places around uh, town, and there's a, uh, a group of uh, black artists who have put up uh, an exhibition um, and I, honestly, I, I need to spend a little bit more time looking at it. But those posters at the Benetton Center aren't there anymore. Okay. And uh, and, and there is there is something new to see that that kind of captures uh, you know, life of uh, black uh, black Pittsburghers. Let's pause right here. We have to take a thirty second break. When we come back, let's pick up what some of those public art exhibitions have been, and also what you're hearing from some of the creators who, you know, were stuck at home, and and some of us are probably creating art and music. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mitch Swain is CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. We're talking about the work that the Arts Council does, the importance of the arts in western Pennsylvania, and also also how artists have responded to this COVID-19 pandemic. You can find out more information about the work of the Arts Council, pittsburghartscouncil.org, or go to artburg.org. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at Striffler's.com or call 4 Mitch, you were talking about some of the pop-up 
gallery shows that have, have popped up literally in windows and on the streets. I know Pittsburgh has an Office of Public Art, and they've been putting some things up during the pandemic uh, in the Mon Valley area, Homestead and Braddock. Rivers of Steel had a, a public mural project uh, last year. They asked business owners if they could put murals on the outside of their building. Um, so there have been some opportunities to see art. W what are you hearing from especially visual artists? Are, are they creating during this pandemic? Yes. Um, you know, many of them are. You know, it's kind of taking this opportunity. You know, when they're kind of stuck at home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to do uh, more work, um, engage other people in uh, in opportunities, and um, and uh, you know, I I know just uh, you know just you know personally, um, you know, I've had a little bit of extra time, you know, to. Um, you know, my I, I'm not an artist. I'm a musician, but I, you know, I've been able to take uh, take advantage of a little bit of extra time, uh, you know, uh, to do that. So that's that's the, the uh, kind of thing that that's happening right now because you know people, I mean, in some cases, have have time on their hands, yeah. and it's uh, it, it's kind of a great outlet, especially if you know you're dealing with you know some some difficult times or uh, or or dealing with you know difficult subject matter, and I mean that's a, a lot of what the work the you know, the Office of Public Art, you know, has, has been doing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned about artists. You know, uh, so many of them uh, not only are, are, are creating art, but, but they're working at part-time jobs, uh, you know, part of, a, you know, the growing gig economy, you know, that we yep. uh, have here in Pittsburgh, and, um, you know, so that they can do their work. And, you know, I, I know a lot of them, you know, have, uh, have uh, been, you know, adversely affected, you know, uh, by this, um, are waiting for you know stimulus help and, yeah. and federal and state programs. Uh, we're very concerned about you know, artists' ability to kind of come back. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, next, uh, Mitch Swain is CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council, PittsburghArtsCouncil.org or Artburg.org. Art Yes, Artsburg. Artsburg with an S. R-T-S-B-U-R-G-H. Okay, Artsburg.org. Uh, of course, you're also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and whatever social media you use. Before I ask you, though, about worried about the arts bouncing back, especially the performing arts, which, you know, visual art a lot of times is a solitary pursuit anyways, right? You know, you, you're working by yourself. Sometimes people collaborate on sculptures and, and things, but a lot of times you're, you're working by yourself. But before we get to that, let me ask you about your sort of personal career journey. You've, you've been at the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council since 2006. How did you end up working in uh, public art administration? Well, um, you know, uh, the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council is uh, considered an arts service organization. And, uh, and just to be clear, the, you know, the Office of Public Art is, is part of the Greater sure. Pittsburgh Arts Council. Um, and so I've been an, an arts administrator, you know, since, uh, I guess it goes back to about 1990. I started at a <laughs> jazz organization, of all things, in, okay. in Columbus, Ohio. I used to manage a, a percussion store uh, you know, for a few years and then decided I wanted to uh, you know, promote jazz and, and uh, worked with a uh, organization in Columbus, you know, for about nine years. Uh, started doing uh, some really interesting work with the, the Greater Columbus Arts Council uh -huh. and working with lots of different organizations. And then, you know, my wife and I decided we wanted to move to Pittsburgh. Uh, and that happened about 20 years ago, and I was fortunate to get a great job at the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. Yeah. Uh, working with arts and cultural organizations, you know, of different sizes, and um, really enjoyed that work and was kind of in the right place at the right time. Uh, when a merger uh, occurred that mm -hmm. created the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council, and I've been its CEO since 2006, and uh, I've been really fortunate to have a, a great opportunity. There's not many jobs like mine you know, in the United States, uh, uh, and um, I'm 
very very fortunate and very proud to uh, represent the arts community. How, how far is the reach of Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council? How many it, different counties or areas do you pull it, in? You know, our, our uh, programs reach anywhere from kind of four to ten counties in okay. southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, depending upon you know the various. Uh, programs. You know, we uh, we are a regranter of funds of state arts funds th- through the Pennsylvania Council of the Arts, mm-hmm. and that occurs in four counties. And uh, you know, some of our other work uh, extends itself to, you know, to ten counties. So you do have your pulse on. You're you're getting feedback from your members and probably also from your funding organizations. And and you mentioned that you're concerned about the ability of the arts to, to bounce back when they are such a big driver of not just the tourism economy, but, uh, you know, retail economy uh, as well. What, what are you hearing? Are you hearing some people exiting the arts altogether or? Well, you know, unfortunately there, there are going to be, you know, some entities, some projects, some organizations that, that, you know, don't make it through this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm confident and very optimistic that the great majority of the arts community will will be in place and be able to snap back. Mm-hmm. Um, we are really fortunate here in in Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh area, particularly in Allegheny County, um, um, to have great foundation support, unlike many other communities. Uh, and and we have the, this uh, funding source in Allegheny County, in particular, called the Regional Asset District mm-hmm. or, or RAD, yep. uh, which is just a uh, a really great, consistent, stable source of, of funds. Um, you know, even you know, even in this pandemic or, or the economic downturn that happened over 10 years ago, they've been able to really consistently support many you know, arts and cultural organizations, uh, other other entities as well. They support libraries, yeah. parks, and, and recreation kinds of things. Um, but uh, uh, because of uh, RAD support, because of foundation support, um, uh, corporate. Uh, support has has continued somewhat. Uh, individuals have continued to uh, support the organizations that they uh, feel connected to. Um, I, I'm, uh, I guess I'll say I think we've been able to kind of keep the pilot light on. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so the challenge is going to be having enough money uh, to start back up. Yeah. Uh, to you know to be able to pay people, you know, pay employees to come back, to um, to be able to pay. Uh, you know, actors, performers, uh, you know, stage managers, uh, et cetera, you know, production people mm-hmm. uh, to come back, you know, to create, um, and and to then also have money to promote and to market, uh, so folks know what to come to. Because, you know, uh, when uh, when when this is over, and I, I don't think it's going to be any one day. I think it's going to be over a period of time. Sure. You know, there, there's there's going to be a lot of artistic product that I think that's going to be out there. Um, and you know how, how can we kind of help ourselves and not hurt ourselves at the same time uh, in, in, in terms of you know, competing you know, for, for people's dollars and attention. So uh, we will be, uh, my organization will be uh, undertaking um, an arts promotion, uh, large-scale arts promotion program to help organizations with that uh, kicking off in the fall, uh, kind of a restart the arts program. It's kind of our working title. Yeah. We 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 still have some work to do to to pull that all together, and we're hopeful that we can, at the very least, be talking about the uh, all the great things that are, will be happening outdoors. Hopefully, some indoors, and uh, that I think will be one effective way that we can help. But you know, 
when it when it comes time to reopen, we're really going to be counting on people to make an individual contribution to those organizations that you know they care about to come back as subscribers, as donors, yeah. uh, you know, so that we can. Uh, kind of pick things back up and, uh, and and start fresh. We Time goes quickly. We have another 30-second break. When we come back from this break, Mitch, I, can you tell us about how the public can help, how they can help directly through their time, their treasure, their volunteer effort, their, their gifts, and also uh, where the areas perhaps of greatest need are, okay? Sure. Uh, Mitch Swain is CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. You can find them online at pittsburghartscouncil.org. You can also look at artsburg.org, and of course you can find the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council on Facebook and Twitter. And you're on Instagram, too, I would presume? We are. Okay, Every, everybody is on everything nowadays. From the Tube have C- to be. You, ha- you really do have to be. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. For some organizations are, you know, fortunate enough, like I mentioned here, McKeesport, McKeesport Little Theater, which I believe is it receives some funding from the RAD uh, tax. Uh, McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center, which receives some funding from the RAD tax. They're fortunate enough to own the venue or the building that they're in, but that's a mixed blessing if you have to close down because even though you're not collecting box office revenue, your gas bill, your water bill, your sewer bill, all these different overhead bills continued throughout the pandemic, including the the 60 or 90 days that that so many places were completely uh, shut down back in 2020. Where, Where are the areas of greatest need that you're hearing? What what uh, types of organizations, maybe in general, uh, are, are going to have the greatest need? Well, that's kind of a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that all of our organizations you know, are in in great need. Mm-hmm. I mean, fortunately, you know, and you know, some of the organizations that you just mentioned uh, and and many others, fortunately, you know, they've many of them have been able to get uh, Pennsylvania Council on the Arts funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, foundation grants. Uh, our local foundation community has continued to support the, um, you know, the, the, the general operations of, of the organizations that w- they were supporting before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also made additional funding available for COVID-related uh, efforts. Um, you know, the, the many foundations have, have really um, gone uh, the extra mile you know, to make additional funding available you know, to many arts and cultural organizations. And, and I, I know from talking with organizations that individual contributions, uh, for the most part, have kept up. Uh, subscribers have continued yeah. to support uh, organizations. So, um, again, it, it's kind of hard to say you know, who's been the hardest hit, but I will say this, because the, the, there are some organizations that have been hard hit even before yeah. this pandemic started. And you know, I'm thinking specifically about uh, you know, some of our are black arts organizations, yeah. you know, organizations that are run you know, by people of color. Um, as many of your listeners probably know, um, you know, Pittsburgh uh, strives to be a great place you know, for everyone, a most livable city. We've won that award a few times, but you know, it's not for everyone, and, and it has not been you know, for many you know, black Pittsburghers. And the same can be said for many black Pittsburgh artists, many black Pittsburgh arts organizations. So. You know, if I was to call a you know a uh, a group out that needs help, yeah. you know we are 
we're thinking very carefully and strategically, and we're not the only ones, about what we can do to help the Black Arts community um, you know, to, uh, to continue be- and to grow because, you know, they are undercapitalized, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes not able to get general operating support, just project support. Uh, and, and so as a result, they don't have some of the capacity, some of the people and some of the tools in place that, you know, many other arts organizations in, in our area have. Uh, so, you know, I would say, you know, if, uh, if, if folks, you know, could, uh, you know, Go the extra mile, uh, you know, to uh, you know, find out, you know, uh, about what Black Arts organizations might be operating in their community or in other neighborhoods. Um, and there, there are you know, easy ways, you know, for uh, you know, people to make a contribution, uh, offer, you know, to help. Um, but those organizations need money, and, and that would be uh, a really helpful thing. You know, we are, we're uh, many of us in the arts community and you know, the business community and, and others. I was just on a call this morning with the leadership from the Allegheny Conference, mm-hmm. uh, the Frick Museum, the Carnegie Museums, uh, the Westmoreland Museum, when we were talking about you know, what can we do with regards to those big issues of diversity, equity, accessibility, and inclusion. And to me, it, it's as simple as we need to prioritize people of color and how you know, how can you do that as an individual? And, you know, one way is to write a check. Uh, other ways are to volunteer. Uh, some Find other you know, ways to support, you know, those organizations. One thing that I want to point out for listeners that a lot of times grant money does not cover the overhead operating expenses. So a foundation or a, a corporation will give money for a specific project. We're going to build a roof. We're going to install a new sound system. We're going to make the building handicapped accessible. We're going to, to do this specific outreach project. But it's not for the, the day-to-day expenses, uh, number one. And, and number two, the best way to help, if you like the fact that your town has these venues, whether it's the August Wilson Center, the Westmoreland Museum for the Art, the Westmoreland Symphony, the, the Carnegie Museums, the best way to support them is to support them. Yes, and, and it, it, it doesn't have to be you know, a check with a lot of zeros attached. If, if many, many people you know, were to offer uh, you know, even a small bit of support, whatever that is for them, um, and that would be, that would be really uh, well-received, uh, appreciated, and, it, and it's very needed. You were right on the money. It, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to raise money you know, for nonprofit organizations uh, you know, for those things that aren't real you know, glittery and, and sexy. You know, nobody wants are, their are name. To, nobody wants their name on that. I paid the gas. I paid the gas bill or the water bill, right? There's lots of there's lots of need out there, and uh, and it would sure be great if uh, you know people could could think about their local arts organizations or those arts organizations that they care about, cultural institutions, museums, and things like that that uh, could use their support. As the vaccine rolls out and as the weather gets warmer in a few months, are you anticipating that we will see the return of especially some outdoor events maybe later on in the summer? I, uh, I think the arts community learned a lot last summer uh-huh. about how to do some things outdoors. Safely. Uh, I think, yes. And I, I think we saw other entities doing things outdoors even you know things like you know restaurants yeah. and such, uh, I am certain that there's going to be uh, a lot more outdoor-based you know programming, you know during the the summer and into the fall until it gets too cold you know that we can't do it. Um, so uh, and 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 even then you know there are some creative ways to do those kinds of things. So, but I think we're all 
keeping our fingers crossed, yep. you know, that the vaccine is, is going to uh, um, you know, be taken by those folks that, that will do so and yep. that that will happen, you know, as soon as possible. And, um, and even though we know that we're probably going to have to wear a mask and social distance for a while after that, you know, the, our arts community is, is working together to figure out how we can open as safely as possible. Uh, literally, you know, uh, you know, talking to uh, experts about how you know, we can improve our air filtration, uh, you know, uh, uh, have you know, safe, uh, you know, safety in, in the things that you touch and come into contact with, and those kinds of things. So we're all we're all having to learn, you know, some new some new things coming out of this. Mitch Swain is CEO of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. They represent. I am correct. It's more than a hundred different uh, organizations throughout Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's about 150 yeah. organizations. Yeah that are members of the Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council, and then there's over 500 artists you know, that have joined uh, the Arts Council as well. And I think the easiest way to think about us is we're kind of like a, a chamber of, of commerce, commerce you know, for yeah. arts and culture. Artsburg.org, that's A-R-T-S-Berg.org. We'll get you more information or go to PittsburghArtsCouncil.org. Thank you, Mitch, for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.